Blog Talk Radio. Well, I guess I forgot to, to uh, let everybody know I don't have a music uh, intro today. We got a lot to talk about. We got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Uh, anyway, I wanted to start off with, uh, we were talking about the sun, earth changes, intruders, uh, you know, the planet X and all of that sort of thing. I wanted to focus in on the sun a little bit more, uh, because of, uh, there's a Bible prophecy out and we've got the, uh, kill shot, um, of, uh, Major Ed Dames, Dr. Doom, another Dr. Doom. There's several of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, he said it was a series of CMEs, which we're beginning to now see series. They aren't that heavy yet, but it's definitely a forewarning. Anyway, in the Bible code, one of them, and I'm not sure who did this, it says solar flare, holocaust, stove of the deads, I will send to all men guilt, day of judgment. And um, those were their key words in this uh, matrix. Anyway, <clears throat> solar flare would be a mini nova, and uh, Isaiah talks about it. Uh, so we, we've brought that to you before, where the sun gives off seven times the light. You may remember the movie Knowing with Nicolas Cage which destroyed at the end all life on earth. It was a nova of the sun. And you may remember the kids were taken off the planet. And the movie was actually mocking God in some respects because the kids were given black stones, mocking, of course, the white stone given to revelation overcomers, those that Jesus calls out. And overcome means to have fought a war against the enemy and won. And why Jesus gives a white stone simply means it's acquittal. You're found not guilty by uh, the Messiah Redeemer. Anyway, um, solar and galactic radiation. Uh, Cliff High and the bots a long time ago mentioned unknown energies from space, frequency changes, the Schumann residence shifting, and it is already spiking here and there. Anyway, I, I did some research, and how does this affect people? Because as this thing keeps going and gets worse, um, you're going to have different things happen to your body. Um, anyway, they published an article in the British Medical Journal and it showed a highly significant correlation between periodic solar storms. Now, they aren't so periodic anymore. That's one of the reasons I'm bringing this up, because now we're getting uh, CMEs blasting off the sun fairly regularly. They're not as periodic as they used to be. And it talks about incidences of rheumatoid arthritis, so if you got arthritis, I believe, of any kind, uh, or any de uh, debilitating or autoimmune diseases, um, scientific evidence will show that the geomagnetic storms can make you sick. And uh, we know that's true because of a, uh, uh, the North Atlantic anomaly and a situation developed over in the Canary Islands. And uh, Larry... That was at the Canary Islands, wasn't it, that that occurred? And people did get sick, really sick. Yeah, that was really interesting because nobody knew what was going on. But I had a, a, a friend I was in contact with that lived on one of those islands at the time. And uh, I began to get uh, emails from him, if you'll remember. And he said, you know, we're having, you know, we don't know what it is, but everybody's weak. Everybody just wants to lay down all the time. Everybody's sick. Uh, you almost pass out. Something's going on. And so he wanted me to contact Stan Deo, so I got a hold of Stan, and then I got Stan in touch with him. 
And then Stan was able to do the research and figured out that the North Atlantic anomaly apparently had drifted up in that region, and they were getting absolutely radiated on that island. Yes. Yep. And uh, here's another um, deal. Geomagnetic storms aren't just beautiful to look at. These disturbances in the Earth's magnetic field could also be messing with your mind and body. There's a ton of evidence suggesting that geomagnetic storms can cause everything from depression to cardiac arrhythmia problems. And they also had a little sub-thing, and it may even influence the stock market. Now, that kind of interesting in view of what's going on in the sun and the economic collapse that's going on, which we'll get into, hopefully. Uh, a new paper, here's another one. A new paper suggests a lot of evidence for the connection uh, between the sun and illness than anybody realized. Um, there is a large and controversial body of scientific literature that links geomagnetic storms to a number of animal behaviors, including cardiovascular, psychiatric, behavioral changes in humans. And uh, then they say he's got, there's a tremendous amount of literature to back up those kind of claims. And another researcher says he stumbled onto a topic of geomagnetic storms and human behavior. He read a paper published by the Atlantic Federal Reserve entitled Playing the Field, Geomagnetic Storms and the Stock Market. Okay, now that's just a few of a multitude of articles you can dig up if you want to go on the web and take a look. But this is getting more and more important because, as Larry has pointed out from, I don't know now, for months, about all these solar flares and CMEs and sun disease is what um, Cliff High called it and wrote an article about it in, called The Bots some time ago. And I want to just skim through some of this. And he labeled it sun disease. And it... Uh, of humans being afflicted with mental disease due to the sun disease. Descriptors of the symptoms of sun disease have grown, he says. These include standing, like you're a zombie and you can't even move, drooling as though dumbstruck, descriptions of larger aggregate effects, including what is described as jitteriness, an uptick in anxiety, frantic, and other language, pointing out that humans are going on the edge. The whole of the humans driven mad by solar disease sets have had near continuous growth in the past years. And these data sets are describing new, as far as we now know, phenomenon that's been trying to express as sun disease effects on humanity. Now, this is what some of these things. Some humans who will react with what are described as feelings and emotions that push towards megalomania. The idea coming from detailed layers paints a picture of a subset of humanity that will find the impacts of the sun disease to be personally exhilarating, while the majority will be given driven to distraction by internal process reactions, current feelings of an onrush to war. Now, take a look at war and all the rhetoric coming from our leaders about World War Three. And uh, then there's another part, explicitly forecasts a few people feeling, uh, feeling as though that they were uh, euphoric, becoming as gods, which is very, very interesting because that's what the Book of Enoch says. They think themselves as gods, while evil is multiplied among them. So the question is this. 
is the Lord himself, the creator, going to use cosmic radiation and frequency changes to bring about this madness or insanity or lunacy that is found in Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 28.1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all to do in his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Now you go into Deuteronomy 28.15, and he says if you just the opposite. If you don't, this is what I'm going to do to you. And part of it is Deuteronomy 28. The Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, uh, with the scab, with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. The Lord shall smite thee with madness, blindness, astonishment of heart. So I just look it up and see what it means. Madness. Craziness, furious, madness. Uh, so if you look up the modern definition, state of being mentally ill, especially severely. You know, we've often heard people saying, what in the world is going on around the world? What is happening? People are going insane. Well, this is exactly what's happening. And I believe it's connected to the sun and in more ways than one. S-U-N, for the physical description, S-O-N, for the uh, spiritual end of it. Um, Anyway, state of being mentally ill, especially severely, as in, he destroyed the work of years. Well, isn't that what's going on with the uh, so-called Democrats, which are not Democrats, the communists? That's what they are. Let's call them what they are. They're all communists. It's a communist takeover. Destroyed our constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. We are supposed to be, anyway, a republic. What's the difference? Well, the rights of the one are paramount over the rights of the many in a republic. Mob rule is what is a democracy. A democracy will always lead to a dictatorship. Mob, get out of control. Anyway, here's the other one. A state of frenzy or chaotic activity. You know, the uh, Masons, order out of chaos. Okay, another definition. Extremely foolish behavior. Uh, it's, in other words, folly, foolishness, stupidity, insanity. Remember stupidity and uh Barry Rothman's Torah Code found, literally found, a stupidity virus. It's infecting the American people. Okay? Lunacy was another part of the definition. The meaning of lunacy is insanity. Another word they use was consternation, which means astonishment, a feeling of anxiety, dismay. Typically, it's something unexpected. Isn't that kind of interesting, Larry? Amazement, surprise, shock, stupefaction, bafflement, bewilderment. People are beginning to get bewildered at what's going on all around them. Well, <clears throat> anchor yourself in the Bible. You won't be bewildered. You'll know what's coming and what is. What do you think, Larry? I thought that was kind of funny. Sad. Well, maybe that's got maybe that's got something to do with America because uh, when you look at an image of one of these drag queens, you really don't know what that thing is. I just rather call it a thing because it's pretty well beyond description, and it seems to be it seems not to know what it is either itself. Isn't that interesting? And then I was thinking too, in America, we just put a woman, if you'll remember, Biden did on the Supreme Court that doesn't know the definition of a woman. How's that? It's a woman. <laughs> it's it's a Supreme Court judge now, but it doesn't know what a woman is. And then we've got men that look down and say, I'm a woman, and we've got women that look down and say, I'm a man. Boy, everything you said just fits. Yeah. Folks, the Bible's telling you the truth about the last days. I, most of you people out there that listen to our show know 
perfectly well. You, you're smart enough. You've connected the dots. You've got it all figured out. But your neighbor probably doesn't. <clears throat> so if you can help your neighbor pointing out things here and there, maybe, who knows. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to bring out was the pink moon is rising tonight on Passover, start of Passover. April's full moon marks the beginning of Passover, <clears throat> but it's also known as a pink moon. It will be visible in its full glory throughout the evening. I don't know if pink moon means anything or not, but seven days later is the end of Passover. So I thought that's kind of interesting. Um with what's going on, particularly over in Israel, maybe Larry and I can get into that right now. Clashes reported between Palestinians and police at the Temple Mount. Second night in a row, <clears throat> Palestinians have clashed with police on the Temple Mount. Well, riots have erupted at multiple protests across Israel. Larry, what in the world's going on over there, other than um, the weakening of the government even further? Well, basically, if you look at what's happened to Trump, the, the very same scenario is happening to Benjamin Netanyahu. The judicial system has gone totally left. All the judges, the, you know, all their judicial system is turned against the prime minister, who happens to be Netanyahu, who happens to not be popular because he's not left. And uh, they're trying to bring him down. They're actually calling for a coup now to topple him from power. And while they're doing that, they found out that uh, the Palestinians were storing guns and arms inside at the Temple Mount uh, to attack Jews. And so I guess they went there and arrested a bunch and seized some of the weapons. <clears throat> but uh, Israel's in total chaos. Israel is going through basically the same leftist communist movement and they do, by the way, they're not a republic. They consider themselves a democracy. So it won't take long to topple Israel, I don't believe. And then, of yeah. course, we are supposed to be a republic. Of course, they call us a democracy, which is not true. But uh, we possibly, as some have said, uh, Posobiec said it the other night. He said, when I saw Donald Trump going to the airport in his convoy, it looked more like a funeral procession. And I'm beginning to wonder if we're not watching the funeral uh, of the American Republic. Yeah. In fact, speaking about that, <clears throat> let's get into what Trump said in his speech. Now, he did mention World War III. I picked up on that one right away. He said, we are close to World War III. He knows, I think, what's coming. And I think he's trying to tell the people what is coming. Um, but anyway, he, he evidently made another comment. What You want to get into that a little bit, Larry? Because it's deadly. I can't find my note at the minute, but I remember it, so it don't really matter. Uh, I was watching uh, Trump very, very closely and listening, and I was trying to pick up some clues. Uh, Trump really didn't attack anybody other than he just told the truth about what the problems were in America and of course, our wonderful judicial system, which is totally communist now and uh, totally leftist, uh, it probably doesn't know what gender it is either. But uh, <laughs> what, what's interesting was the fact is at, at even uh, live on, uh, from Studio 6B on America's Voice News picked up on it. I, you know, I'm sitting there listening to Trump, and, and uh I was expecting totally a uh, political speech. He really wasn't that political. He just kind of lined up things and said what he said. But one of the things that popped out to me, all of a sudden he said this when he was talking about, you know, he had had to go to the uh, arraignment for the indictment in New York City, and he made this comment, which is really strange to me. And, and the comment he made, this is best I can quote it, uh, I don't have my notes, but it don't matter. I remember him. He said, they, they took me through the tombs to get there. He said, they really didn't have to do that, but they did it anyway. And so I'm thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what did you just say? I thought that didn't even go along with the rest of the speech. It just out of nowhere, he said, they took me through the tombs. In other words, he's talking about 
they were taking him, I guess, underground through a tunnel section or something. I'm not familiar with under the Manhattan uh, area there, underground. (laughs) But apparently there's a tunnel system or some kind of system under there. Maybe it's an old one. And maybe there's some tombs under there. I don't know that for a fact because I don't have any knowledge of it. But he said they took me through the tombs to get me there. And they really didn't have to do that, but they did it anyway. And I thought, you know, that's got to be a clue. You know, Trump's re- one thing he's always been big at is dropping clues. Remember the yes. the Kofi fee and stuff like that? Yep. You know, those are clues. Yep. Those are real clues. And I thought, wow, what does that mean? And then I got to thinking, and this is just me thinking, okay, this is not any great scientific knowledge, <laughs> but, you know, I I remember really, really clearly because, you know, when I was posting stuff on my, you know, I was actually looking at, you know, comparing the U.S., you know, Babylon or or New York City or, you know, all these things. I was, I was comparing them with the Dark Ages on my blog because we seem to be going into the Dark Ages again, if you mm-hmm. will. And this was when the Game of Thrones come out, the original Game of Thrones. And it's not a secret that Barack Hussein Obama and both he and Donald Trump were real big fans of the original Game of Thrones. Now, we know that because, remember, uh, some of the graffiti from, you know, his tweets and stuff, Donald Trump would post things from Game of Thrones. Barack Obama did the very same thing. And so I got to thinking, in that Game of Thrones, and I don't remember... uh, it was towards the end of the Game of Thrones, I think. Uh, there was a setting where, under the location called Winterfell, there was actually an ancient area called the Tombs. It was a, it was underground, and that's where the uh, the king and the queen and I mean, are the you know the the lord or the baron and all of the you know the important people were were entombed, if you will. And so a lot of the ancestors were there, and it and it was considered. And I'm talking about the Jon Snow incident where they took him underground to that location. It was considered that if you if you were taken underground to visit the ancestors in the tomb under Winterfell, you kind of scrunched up because you wondered, are they about to do me in? Is this a hint? Is this a death notice? And so when I, when I, you know I put those two together and I told you about it, I called you the next morning and mm-hmm. told you. Because even Studio 6B on on uh, America's Voice News was commenting on that strange word. Why did he say that? You know, it's like, why say that? But anyway, I was I was wondering, Stuart, and this is just I'm just wondering, okay? But I was wondering if he possibly, when the, he was being taken to the arraignment, if he wasn't basically given a death threat, if you will, from the uh, elite. Oh, I think so. Uh, this is the quote. They took me down through the tombs. They didn't have to, but did it anyway. So that's really saying, like they did to John F. Kennedy, we will kill you. And we know that they had, they call it a wet job, which is the spilling of blood for John Kennedy. And one of the reasons was, I believe, uh, he came after the Federal Reserve and the uh, banknotes, uh, the $2 bill. He was going to introduce a United States note, not a Federal Reserve note, a U.S. note, and also was going to reveal the UFO situation. And Trump, if you recall, Larry, was going to According to Barry Rothman's codes and what he had to say, they were going to release the UFO information and the alien arrival information, and the alien said, no, not now. The people aren't ready. Remember that? I do remember that. Actually, Michael Sala backed that up. He also said that Trump was threatened with not being, you know, to not reveal that information. So, yeah, I would say they probably did that as a death threat, like they did to Kennedy. And uh, so that's why he dropped that. And you mentioned the C-O-V-F-E-F-E, Cov-Fifi. 
And everybody said, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it means COVID. Fee-fee is, fee-fee is iron. Iron nanobot technology. It was telling everybody what was in the jab. And he also, uh, I think some of his people said, well, the smart ones will figure out what he said. The rest of you won't. Hey, Stuart. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. Yeah, if you'll remember, right after he dropped that, and he dropped it on Twitter, because I saw the image of it. I'm not on Twitter, but uh, I saw it. And uh, remember, right after he dropped that, Twitter shut him down 100%. He was turned off. Mm-hmm. I think he was, uh, yeah, he was telling everybody. Uh, it's, it's amazing what's really going on. Now, here we have this DA in, in Manhattan coming after the President of the United States and almost all the pundits, left and right, really said, there's not a case here. And the indictment did not include uh, – an indictment, you're supposed to be telling the defendant what he's guilty of. Well, they listed a bunch of crimes, but there was one underlying crime that the DA said he wasn't going to reveal. He has to reveal it. You see how awful, terrible, horrible our judicial system has fallen into? And I remember watching Jonathan Turley, and he is a, really a constitutional expert. I think he looked kind of scared at what was really going on and how they're gutting the legal system. And they're simply using Trump to do it. And I think it's a way to figure out, are the American people really going to ever do anything about any of this? Are they ever going to stand up and say anything? Probably not. So we'll just have to wait and see. But it's very, very interesting that this happened on 4-4, which is a 4-11, the day before Passover. (laughs) And a pink moon. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, what's really interesting that nobody has thought about, but I've listened to some experts very much today uh, that are kind of like Turley and some of these others, uh, and they say, and it's and the timing is interesting because because you know every coin has two sides, right? Pretty much, That's unless right. it's a two-sided, unless it's a one-sided coin on, so the <laughs> same side on each side. But uh, every coin has two sides. So basically, what they're saying now is that this situation with uh, New York that they literally opened Pandora's box. And and what is being said now, they are sending words out, I guess you could say instructions, uh, Cash Patel from the Biden, I mean from the uh, uh, Trump administration, he's been putting it out. He's got a new book out that's been trying to come out a year. It's called, uh, and the title of it is Government Gangsters. But because the deep state don't want his solutions in that book out to the general public on how to take care of this, then they're not even letting it out. He started a lawsuit now to get them to let his book come out after, you know, a year of them holding it back. And so anyway, uh, basically he's even given instructions and telling people, uh, the cat's out of the bag. The box is open. You can't put Pandora's box back together, basically. And what they're saying is, is they're sending messages to these states on the border, like Texas and, and the other ones, and saying, okay, a new precedent has been set. If you are having gang problems or border problems or immigration problems or you're like Texas, you're having an invasion, what any any county that's happening in can suddenly convene a Texas grand jury in that county, and you can put before Mayorkas and Biden and Harris, and you can indict them for the invasion of your land. So, Stuart, Pandora's box is open. Yeah, yeah, I think this thing is it's going to take a little bit for the snowball to grow. But it's growing. We're in a slow train wreck, and uh, it's starting to accelerate already. Um, even in the weather, 
I think the weather is a good barometer. Look at the storms that are coming upon the United States. And here's a headline I found. The U.S. leads the world in weather catastrophes. Of course, they gave another reason. But here's the real reason. Judgment. Judgment of the Lord. The refusal to uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ. He says so right there in the scriptures. Any nation that forgets God shall be turned into hell. Now you go into Deuteronomy, you'll find out what that means. And uh, it leads ultimately, of course, to a pole shift, like the movie 2012. And here it's in Jer- I think it's Isaiah. And here's what it says. And there shall be, now listen carefully to this. And there shall be upon every high mountain, And upon every high hill, rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter, when the towers fall. Now, all of you may have watched the movie 2012, and you may remember um, the, um, I can't remember, he was Oriental priest, I guess, up on the high Himalayas. And they watched the water come in over the mountains in that movie. That's absolutely what the Bible says is going to happen during the Isaiah 24 pole shift that's coming. And we're seeing all of these erratic swings. It's all part of the signs of the approaching destroyer. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, it Uh, is. And in that movie, you know, I don't know whether that was the Dalai Lama or not, but in that movie, in that movie, Stuart, isn't it ironic that all the worlds, and there wasn't but, I don't know, about eight of them or ten of them or something like that, the arcs were built to withstand that. They were built in China. Yes. (laughs) That is. That's interesting. Yep, I... I didn't pick up on that, but that's true. Yes, that's exactly where they were, and they were parked on the high mountains. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, what else you got you want to talk about, Larry? Well, let's talk about, uh, and, you know, I think you saw a map, but anyway, uh, let me run this by you. Uh, this is how Turner came out today, and you may have some of that information you can read. I don't know. I think he's got it up on his site where you can read it now. Uh, covert intel, classified secret, military planning documents leaked on Ukraine war to invade Russia itself. Have you got that up on your... Uh, no, I don't, but I, um, the only thing I could find was one sentence where you just basically read it. Uh, I, but this may, is interesting. I, th- I think ahead. he's put it up. If you If you can go there to his site real quick. I don't know if you can on yours or not, but uh, I think he's got it out in the open now. But anyway, basically uh, indicates that uh, leaked documents show that uh, the U.S. and NATO, this spring offensive, they kept bringing all these planes and tanks in, is is not just an offensive from Ukraine against Russia, but it's an invasion. So this will... Certainly spark World War III. Isn't it an interesting timing with Passover coming up? It's like they're mocking God. At every turn, they can mock him. Uh, no, my computer still shows it's locked. Up. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, it's, it's, you know, they're just doing whatever they can to incite World War III. And uh, they're they're going to get away with it because nobody's rising up, nobody's stopping them. Uh, you would well, that's the what, people uh, of the world, but that's that, that's not happening. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was going to mention when you said nobody's stopping them. That's what I've heard now for probably a couple of weeks at least, and especially since the indictment yesterday. Is where are the Republicans? The Republican Party. Where is the Republican Party? It, it's like, and, and even though, there, and we do know that there's a lot of the Republican Party are rhinos, and a lot of them are just simply Democrats playing like they're Republicans. But there is about eight or, or so 
real Republicans that are trying to do something, but they're con- they are so outnumbered, Stuart. It doesn't appear that they're going to be able to do anything. But but that's basically what they're saying. You know, the the only one that I saw that came out and screamed bloody murder was Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, from Georgia. And of course, they all hate her. You know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's just unbelievable that if there's if there is a Republican Party, where are they? Why are they not? Why are they not? We're in a we're in a battle here. Why are they not fighting? There's no fight in them. It was a war of words. Well, that's what I was going to say, Stuart. This is like a a show-and-tell, isn't it? That's all they know how to play is a show-and-tell game. Uh, It's a good thing they don't have to actually fight for us, give them a sword and put them out there with a a Goliath and say, okay, defend us. Well, we're done, if that's true. Yeah, uh, the war on words is like the Orwellian doublespeak. They call them Democrats most of the time. They are not Democrats. They are communist Marxists. And they are intent on taking over and bringing down the United States. Right in the protocols. Been there for a long time. It's right in the uh, Communist Manifesto. Uh, It's too bad people just don't read that stuff. But they don't. And they're going to use an economic collapse along with everything else to bring it out. It's a slow-moving train wreck. Uh, Here's a couple on the... the, uh, economic front that I think people should be aware of. They're not aware of it. Top 25 U.S. banks lose $89.7 billion after withdrawal surge following collapse of the SVB and signature banks. Now, uh, it's still going on. People are moving their monies out of the savings and whatnot, And uh, gold is accelerating, which means some people are actually buying gold. I'm not so sure anything helps because when this mark system comes in, they will confiscate all gold, all silver, or they'll outlaw it so it's illegal to trade in it. Because they have to do that in order for the mark of the beast system to work. All other systems of trade have to be eliminated, and so you can only move if you have the passport, uh, the great reset of Klaus Schwab and uh, the United Nations World Economic Forum system. There's another one, restaurant industry collapsing across the U.S. with several popular chains permanently closing down numerous locations. Get a list of this, Applebee's, Subway. Buffalo Wild Wings, Denny's, IHOP, Quiznos, Steak and Shake, TGI Fridays. Those are big, big, huge chains that are closing doors. Well, thousands of people are are out of work. Uh, Here's another one from Hal Turner. March 2023, biggest loss of U.S. bank deposits in history. The American people are pulling money out of the banks at a rate which, during March, saw the biggest drop in bank deposits in U.S. history. So anyway, total deposits in the U.S. are now down a record $1 trillion. So he says, well, where's the money going? Well, it certainly isn't going to pay down debt. American debt remains at the highest levels it has been seen in decades. Auto loans and credit card interest rates just hit a new record high. Credit card rates, 24.5%. That's usury, folks. That's downright. um, That would be a criminal offense not that many years ago where they slapped an upper rate of, I think it was like 8%. You couldn't charge more than 8%. Now it's up to 20, almost 25%. Used car loans, 14%. New car loans, 9%. Uh, total household debt, $15.5 trillion. Auto loans, $1.6 trillion. Credit card debt, $986 billion. And growing rapidly, student loans, 
$1.6 trillion. We can't sustain that, folks. This is all going to go down. It's going to collapse. And when it does, this is going to be very, very unpleasant anyway. What do you think, Larry? I don't know. Oh, I think... I figured out a new name for you. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Doom. And I guess I'll have to do that because people, there are people that get mad at you over you saying that America's Babylon and <laughs> we're all going to be destroyed. And, and they, don't, they don't consider the fact that uh, it's not you saying it. You're just repeating no. it. <laughs> yep, I'm just telling them what the book, good book has to say. Or what the experts have to say, and uh, I hate to bring unpleasant news, but truth is truth. And uh, I'm here to tell the truth, and I would really probably regret it if I didn't, because I know what happens to false prophets and false teachers, which I get called all the time, but I know I'm telling the truth. The Bible says what it says. And uh, it's it's not really, open. they say, well, that's your interpretation. It, it is so clearly written in so many different ways that no one has any excuse, which is exactly what the Bible itself says. No person on earth that is of a reasonable intelligence has any excuse at all. Here's, here's something very interesting, and this will get into something else. Black hole jet changes directions as astronomers watch a cosmic first, and it's aimed right at Earth. Uh, what do you think of that one? I don't think that's coincidental. Well, you, I don't think you, that's coincidental. You know, <laughs> you've talked a number of times. Uh, I, I was trying to remember uh, the guy's name that you quoted that wrote the book that you can't really find anymore, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, he says these cosmic waves and all this kind of stuff is headed to Earth, a lot of it. Yes. Yep. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, Earth Under Fire, Dr. Paul LaViolette, probably one of the most um, knowledgeable of all the scientists. They poke fun at him because he's right and they're wrong, and that's what they always do. Uh, they poke fun at somebody. It reminds me of that uh, professor in Boston who went over to Egypt, and he looked at the damage on the Sphinx, which they were claiming was wind damage, and he took a look at it, and he said, that's not wind damage. That's water damage. came from the flood. Well, he was just ridiculed and mocked and almost destroyed by his fellow so-called scientists. So anyway, that's where that goes. <laughs> anyway... Did you see where Biden, it said, uh, he said, and I saw the video. Now, I don't know if that's true or deep fake video, but he said it was to make sure the indictments were to make sure that he does not become president again. What do you think of that? Here's the president of the United States saying that. Well, it's to stop Trump. I mean, that's the whole name of the game. Yeah, they're scared to death if he comes back. Well, they're playing left against right, good versus evil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not a Trump fan. I don't think it makes any difference who gets elected. Trump was brought in. We were given a, a chance to repent. We did not. And now we are going to go down into a delusionary system. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Anyway, you said you had a book or some things you wanted to read or get yeah. into. Uh, yeah, and talk. Uh, I want to talk about the mentor of the of Doctor Doom, the first Doctor Doom. I guess you're one of those in line. You know, you're Doctor Doom <laughs> too, but from a different angle. But but anyway, uh, Ed Dames' mentor. Uh, basically, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people didn't know that I was able to contact, you know, and send messages to him. I'm talking about Ingo Swan, by the way. Of uh, they call him the father of remote viewing, actually, mm -hmm. and he just mm -hmm. and he disagrees with all of that. Of course, you know, all the remote viewers they basically say this is this is some type of uh, formula that they put together on 
you know, uh, how to do remote viewing, and, and they, they lean away from the psychic side of it. But he says without the psychic, you can't even operate in it. So Ingo Swan was really big on the fact that this is involving, uh, you know, the psychic ability to do these things. And, of course, mm-hmm. I want to tell people that, you know, many of the things he's done in this book I've also done, but his were self-initiated. Mine were not. <laughs> Mine were actually initiated by the Holy Spirit, which makes a whole lot of difference, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and for people that don't understand it, Stuart, uh, God's, uh, if you will, out-of-the-body travel is the original. It's in the Bible. And, yeah, and it's the original. And uh, the enemy through uh, what they call, you know, they've got different words for it, but uh, remote viewing and such under your own direction or your own directive, uh, you know, that's the uh, counterfeit, if you want to call it that. But with that being said, I don't want to waste any time here. I wanted to mention, you know, I know people have heard of your Tythonia, you know, your location on Mars that you had, and you actually got it from official uh, mapping or uh, uh, images, and yep. uh, and I had over time, you know, I, I shared a few things back and forth with Ingo Swan when he was alive, and he wasn't one of those you could you couldn't just pick up a phone and call him, and you couldn't even email him. But I knew somebody that knew him, and I could get the word to him. And uh, anyway, I found out some interesting things, and, and one of those interesting things was, and it goes along with the, he wrote a very uh, I guess you could say like a cryptic book. It was called Purple Fables. Now, what does that mean? Don't sound like it's anything, does it? It sounds like a flower uh, or something. But what this book was about was it was about somebody that was born with the ability to look into other people's business without them knowing about it and knowing things they shouldn't know and finding out secrets and seeing things they should never be able to see because they had that ability. However, uh, as time went by, the, you know, in the book, the king found out and, and the, the court found out that this person had this ability, so they said, well, you do some things, look for us into some, some of our opponents' areas. Well, when... <laughs> the individual was so successful in doing that for them, then they thought, they got together and they said, well, you know, if if that individual can look into other people's secrets and know them and tell us about them, that person might do it to us too, so we have to get rid of them. So basically the book is about, <laughs> even though it's named Purple Fables, it's about anybody that has an ability to do something to look into unknown secrets or hidden secrets uh, usually has a target on their back. So that's what Ingo was putting out there. He actually, at the end, was hard to, you couldn't find him. But he put out a book called Penetration, and I got that book, and then now you can't find it now. But anyway, I didn't find out till the other day, and I told you about it. He has a new special edition out written after he, was, after he died, because some of this stuff is, uh, he had signed, I guess, confidential agreements or whatever <laughs> with the government. He couldn't talk about them. And he's got a new one out called a special edition updated, and the question of extraterrestrial and human uh, telepathy. But anyway, I won't go into all that. We might do that some other time. But I wanted to talk about in 1976, uh, he actually, mm-hmm. he and another did a very interesting, uh, and if, and you know well as I do that when you were working on Tithonia, I didn't know anything about it. You were mm-hmm. you were not only working on it, you were actually reconstructing, I guess you could say, the crime scene of Mars and rebuilding it, you know, what you could see, you were building what was there before it broke down. And it was a secret deal. You didn't even tell me, and I should have known everything, but I didn't. But, of course, the Lord knew, and then suddenly I started being taken to Mars, and most people didn't know anything about that either. But I'd call you after each trip, and there was a number of trips. It wasn't a simple trip. It was a number of them. And when I would <laughs> call you on the phone and tell you, <laughs> you know, what I had seen or experienced, you would say, boy, is that interesting, and then go back and look at your data, and it fit every single time. Yes. And so one of the things that, that I saw when I was on Mars in those multiple trips, 
and I'll go into that one of these days. We don't have time on this show. But while you were working on your Tithonia deal and your uh, what are we, Project, Project Red, Red Star, Star. Yep. yeah, um, I was having these experiences, and so I saw things. And what? And when I got this book, special edition, I didn't know that he had done some secret trips to Mars. But when I began to look, it sounded like possibly Tithonia or something linked with it. And he saw some of these uh, what they call Martians. And remember, I, when I was on one of my trips to Mars, taken there by the Lord, I saw one of them. On the, the first one I saw was walking towards me on the surface. The ground was brown. Yeah, it wasn't red. <clears throat> and it, it walked past me. And I told you it looked really strange, especially the suit or whatever that thing it was wearing. It had a bigger head than normal. And I didn't know what it was exactly. But remember, I saw another in a lit tunnel, you know. And you yep. knew there was a tunnel, but I didn't know you knew. But anyway, let me read this real quick. This is uh, 1976 on Mars. Uh, it says, and this is Ingo Swan, I had seen, I have come up on something which I guess we'll really have to go out on a limb to talk about because it looks like one of those towers that carry high voltage lines. It's man-made and is structured and it is bent and no longer in use but man-made. I wonder if it might not have been some kind of homing device like airplanes use these days when they go from one continent to the next. It is built out of something that doesn't rust, and it, but it is bent. And then he goes on down and he said, I've looked around more and said maybe 100 feet. There's, there's buildings like checkerboard squares. says they're man-made but ruins, old. And then said uh, there's a bent structure. And satellites, in other words, uh, there was observed satellites in certain locations there on Mars. And uh, really, really blown away by what was being seen. Now, here's what I wanted to mention that's interesting to me, uh, and I'll go ahead and do it, but you want to mention anything about the structures? Well, yeah, because they were both ancient and modern. There's a Tesla tower there, uh, or, or it looks like a Tesla tower. There's a mining facility there that uh, looks like a mining facility. Uh, there's all kinds of wall ruins, step pyramids. It's all in Project Red Star, and I think it's out. I'm, I'm not sure what the link is, but uh, it, it's, it is. I, I had it up on uh, uh, YouTube for a long time. It was free, and uh, but they took that down with extreme prejudice when they took down all my other stuff. <laughs> you know, like what I had to say, I guess. So that's the way it goes. But yeah, anyway, it's real. Yeah, that was, a, I love that Project Red Star. And, and then later we, we can go into that story someday about Project Red Sun that we didn't have any idea about that was yeah. a big secret. But anyway, uh, this is what he, in part of his travel there on Mars, listen to what he describes here. He was talking about some of those areas, and he said, uh, "said uh, I saw images there around in Mars uh, where manned flights eventually may reach Mars. said, I've shown, uh, let's see, image, he said, I've drawn some images of, Mar of Mars, he called them Mars dwellers, who appear to be short rather heavyset creatures from four to five feet in height, presenting large lung areas, large nostrils, and a larger head with thick, rather tough, leathery skin, dark red in color. The body structure seems to have been required by nature to suit the environment. Said yeah, I they would lost. Be, I would be, huh? They lost their atmosphere courses, you know. Yeah, pretty much. That I would be, I would be surprised if any of these so-called Martians have survived to this day. But it's it's possible that they're underground now. If you you know, I told you about an underground saucer base. Yeah, they are. You, yep. you you found saucers on the surface actually. But what I was going to mention was, you know, I told you what there was two creatures I saw there. One the first time I went. I was walking on the brown, you know, off in the distance, I could see a kind of a mountainous region. It was brown. It wasn't red where I was at. 
I did see something that looked kind of brush, but it was it was dusty, and I couldn't tell what it was, and that wasn't important, so I just kept walking. And then I saw this creature walking towards me that walked up to me and just went on by, but it looked it had a bigger head. It, you know, and I told you it had a leathery-like yeah. out. I, I told you I couldn't I couldn't tell whether it was a skin with or a hair or whether it was a suit of some kind. I wasn't able to to see which really it was, but it all appeared to be part of the creature. And this is the very first time I've heard anybody describe basically what I saw. And I walked right, that thing didn't even see me. It walked right by me. And then later on, about I think the third or fourth trip that I, the Lord took me on to Mars, and, and I didn't know you was working on a tunnel deal and, and, you know, all those buildings and all of that. But I told you, I said, well, it's so strange that I went to Mars again and I was in a lit tunnel. And it wasn't like there was some lighting like a, like a tunnel in America where you've got a light source. There didn't appear to be a light source. It's like the whole tunnel was lit, if you know what I mean. And yeah. I was walking down that tunnel, and then here came another one of those things, and it also passed me in the tunnel, and I was going the other way, and I got to look at it, but, you know, I mean, no conversation, and I don't think it ever saw me, but, uh, of course, I wasn't in my body. I was literally in a, my spirit body, you know, so I, I suppose I wasn't available for a visual there for that thing, but... What do you think, Stuart? This is really beginning to get weird since suddenly, especially from Ingo Swan, some of what I saw and told you about and you verified on on the work you were doing appears to be now uh, vetted a little bit. Oh, I think so. I mean, people may laugh at it, but no, it's real. Dithonia is very real. It's camouflaged, so you got to know what you're looking at, but it's there. And the buildings are there. And you mentioned the lit tunnels that don't have any source of illumination. And uh, what's interesting there is Linda Moulton Howe has interviewed some military types that have been down to Antarctica and way under the ice, and they've uncovered these uh, tunnels and buildings that have, they're lit, but there's no source for the illumination. And they have strange writing uh, uh, on them. And uh, I was working on a book. I've got to finish it, actually, uh, on Danny Dougal, The Lords of Mars. I've changed the title of it. <laughs> I didn't like that. It's called Earthfall. And I hope to get that out fairly quickly. But it's about that. And all the things that are going on right under the noses of the American people, and, and they don't even know that it's happening. It's just amazing what's going on. We'll have to get into that on another show. Maybe we can do that on Friday. Uh, I wanted to, before we get shut down here by the hour, while we were being distracted, the headline goes, U.S. crops are being absolutely devastated by nightmarish disasters from coast to coast. Weather judgment, folks. That's what happens when you turn your back on the Lord. Here's another one, Moderna. Developing new mRNA flu vaccine for coming avian influenza pandemic. Vax for tax headline. COVID vaccines have caused a huge surge in IRS estate tax revenues as the fully vaccinated wealthy people are dying by record numbers. Not interesting. Who? World Health Organization reveals staggering infertility statistics. An estimated one in six people worldwide are unable to conceive. That's all because of this reduction, population reduction. Any final words you got, Larry? We'll be back on Friday if the Lord is willing. Do more of this. Well, just, <laughs> even even though Trump is sucked all the air out of the room keep your eye on that ukraine and also taiwan yeah yeah oh yeah china is uh, really starting to push taiwan and i'll close with this one dr doom walmart is axing 2000 warehouse jobs weeks after real cha- real retail chain announced store closures across the country folks 
It's a train wreck. It's an economic train wreck. I don't know how long it's going to take. A lot of rumors out there. Anyway, good night. Thank you, Larry. Uh, We'll be back on Friday night, the good Lord willing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Heads up. Take care of yourselves. Good night.